over the last seven years again we've worked with 82 children and we've given over 115 limbs to these children it's it's not been easy but it's a thing of joy to see that on a daily basis we are able to change the narrative and help children have hope to live their life even though they have gone through amputation. Do you know that non-governmental organizations are working ceaselessly to make the world a better place? We see a future where young people are connected and act together as agents of change. Making the dream of um, children living in undeserved communities. And I am well known for championing children's right to education. Poverty elevation humanitarian aid where every child regardless of your geographical location health care socioeconomic status or religious background will have access to quality education we are concerned about people's health and livelihood leadership developments and community development yes ngos are working for the sustainability of all especially the less privileged yes yes their voice deserves to be heard NGO Podcast is the voice of the NGOs. I am Jimo Uluato Bishagon. Stay tuned. In growing children, limb deformities of the legs, including bow legs and knock knees, are among the most frequent causes for a visit to the pediatric orthopedist. In many cases, the deformity corrects naturally. However, in those cases where the condition persists or the abnormality becomes more pronounced, medical attention is urgently required. In Nigeria, many children stay out of school because they are limbless. Many of these children and their families face different challenges daily, ranging from the society stigma, the perspective of people towards them, and a whole lot of more, which sometimes could lead to low self-esteem and suicide. Hence, there is a need for encouragement and a support system to keep people with limb deformities moving. You are welcome to the NGO Podcast Show. A podcast that brings the diverse and vigorous voices of global NGOs to people around the world. By engaging interviews with founders and leaders in the NGO community, problem-blooming challenges, opportunities, and best practices. And I am your host. I am Jimo Oluwatubi Shegun. You can simply call me JOS. I'm so excited to be doing this with you again. Welcome back. With me on this episode is Krista Chibu. The executive director of the Irede Foundation, an organization that is dedicated to saving lives of children with limb loss in Nigeria, as well as being a support system for them. Krista has a personal story which is firmly connected to why she started the organization and a whole lot of more. I'm very sure that you will love to hear that. Relax and enjoy my interview section with her. Thank you so much, Jimo, for having me. My name is Crystal Olasimbochibu. Um, I work as the executive director of the Radio Foundation. Um, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. That's quite interesting. I'm so excited. Could you please give us a comprehensive details about the organization, what you do, and uh, the solution you're trying to provide to the society? So, um, the Uredi Foundation works with children that have been amputated, either as a result of congenital issues or as a result of trauma. So, trauma in the sense that 
a couple of people have accidents and probably as a result of the accident they get to be amputated or sometimes some people have cancer diabetes and one disease or the other and that leads to amputation so basically we work with children either the ones that were born uh, with such issues or those that you know as a result of one thing or the other amputation occurred in their life so literally what we do is we we take them on and ensure that they live a successful life or a meaningful life because usually what happens to people once they've been amputated as a result of one thing or the other um they kind of think that life you know um is unbearable and as a result of that they lose their peace they lose their joy they lose the hope that they should have and then um you know they they tend not to uh want to live life to the fullest so what we basically do is give them hope that living life to the fullest is possible even with the amputation that they've actually gone through so in a nutshell uh for us it is pretty much saying yes you were not born with a limb but you shouldn't stay without a limb or probably even think of it like yes life took uh, your limb away but you should not stay without a limb and as a result of that our vision is to ensure that every child live their life to the fullest and become champions even with the limitation of amputation okay that's great and tried interesting i'm i'm pretty sure that uh you didn't just wake up in the day and thought of like i i want to work with the uh, uh, people that have been amputated and stuff like that is there any story attached to that you would like to share with the listener so 10 years ago um i gave birth to my daughter and she was born with a congenital limb deformity called tibia hemimilemia of her right leg and tibia hemimilemia is missing bone missing tibia and missing patella and so at the time we gave birth to her we were told that we would need to ham- amputate the leg uh, for her to be able to live life to the fullest it took us about 2 years and 3 months to make up our minds to go ahead to do the amputation of the leg and so we amputated the leg when she turned when she was 2 years and 3 months and after the amputation i saw a need for so many other children that needed to live their life to the fullest and were being held back as a result of the amputation that they had so the organization was set up to bridge this gap and give hope to such children to let them know that they can live their life in spite of the amputation that they've been through so that's how i got myself into uh setting up the ready foundation and uh for the last 7 years we've been working every day to ensure that no no child okay. stays without a limb okay fine also that's quite interesting uh even very pretty much to uh to hear about the story and um i think it connects with uh with the listener on a different level personally to me uh but 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 you, you know that uh 
when starting the when you started this organization i'm sure you encountered a lot of challenges challenges or not I, i wasn't there because you, you said that in the past seven years what would you like to share like uh the you know there may be a misconception about this and stuff like that what, would you like to share what 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 you faced when started and how has the journey been for the past seven years would you mind sharing that with the listener um seven years it's been i mean seven years uh with the organization um initially when we started it was a tough thing uh because amputation and people talking especially about disability in nigeria was not the thing in vogue everyone that probably or most people everyone would be wrong but most people would not want to talk about having a child with disability and so stigmatization was very high um lack of knowledge and awareness with respect to disability was also on the high and uh when we started then the organization we worked first with one child that was a bilateral amputee which basically meant that two of the limbs uh were cut off and so we worked with her to get her limbs and after we were able to get her the limbs and she got back into school we realized that we could help more children over the last 7 years again we've worked with 82 children and we've given over 115 limbs to these children it's it's not been easy but it's a thing of joy to see that on a daily basis we are able to change the narrative and help children have hope to live their life even though they have gone through amputation wow that's so amazing uh, i must really commend your work the past same years giving hope to the hopeless and uh, letting people letting these people that are in uh, in this situation to understand that that's not the end there's still hope for them that's quite interesting i give you a round of applause so uh moving forward Thank you. uh krista uh you know you you talk about impacting the lives of over um I've forgotten the figures but you talk about impacting the lives of many people for the past seven years that's quite interesting i'm i'm sure you've embarked on some of these projects like probably the uh they are named and stuff like that we might sharing some of the past projects with the listener uh we've worked with uh, a child that and i mean okay so i'm going to segment the children to some children that were born with congenital deformity okay. and I'm, uh, the second set of children are the children that uh, probably lost their limb along the way um a most recent case is of a boy we worked with who was in a marwa and as the marwa was going along the road there was another marwa that was coming in, in the opposite direction but was taking one way and so the marwa taking one way was going to hit a car and instead of hitting the car he swerved his hand and had a brush with the other marwa where this boy was seated and the boy was the one sitting close to the door the limb uh, the leg of the boy was literally squashed uh you know through the accident or through the process and as a result led to the boy being amputated um we took him on and we were able to help him get prosthetic limbs and he's back on the street living his life to the fullest um i've also had a case of 
a child that was born with something called amnotic band syndrome, which literally is the sac that you know that the child grows in is supposed to disintegrate, um, you know, before the child gets born, and the band kind of tears open, and the child comes out, you know, away from the sac. But in some cases, this does not happen, and so there's a lining that literally cuts uh, through. And this child had the fingers cut and also the leg cut off. And so this led to him being an amputee. We've been working with him for seven years. And uh, on an annual basis, we work with him to replace the prosthesis that he has had to have a new one. And he's 10 years now. So it's really exciting to look at. And we took him from when he was about three years old. So it's exciting to see them grow. It's exciting to see the new hope and new life that they have because they now have limbs to move around with that's very much more of the success stories right yeah okay awesome so moving forward uh i'm, I'm pretty sure that you're still working on it um but would you mind sharing the the, the, the statistics and what, what's the response of uh, people like uh, the government themselves or agencies what's the response to some of your works is there any um any support from from the um from the government side or organizations maybe corporate or uh, individual organization that are interested in very very much in what you do what is their response like is there any misconception about what you do from uh, the aspect of the government and what are the government even doing is there any support from them regarding this um, so currently, I am sure you're probably aware of the disability bill that has just been passed by the government, the National Disability Bill. Yeah. So um, the, 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 the hope is that this disability bill will be executed and enacted um, across and implemented so that um, not just organizations, but persons living with disabilities will be able to live their lives to the fullest using this bill because the bill will uh, help them to have a good landing. Um, so we've worked with the government in the past regarding this, and we're excited about the bill. Uh, we work with a couple of corporate organizations. Today we work with Nivea, we work with uh, uh, NMPC SNEPCO, we work with Sahara Charitable Foundation, we work with uh, with a couple of organizations and working with them. And we also work with some other organizations that work with us in kind, I would say, because they give the services the organizations provide. They give us those services in, in turn so that we can in turn, uh, you know, be able to reach out with the child amputees like Photo Lighthouse doing our photographies. We work with um, Real Dream Studio for our graphics and websites we work with indoor communications and all of these guys understand the core of the work that we do and they give support to be able to help us deliver uh, every child on the street you know living life to the fullest in spite of the amputation and that's really a, it's, it's really a great thing um, the acceptance i would say from from the general public as they get to know uh, even gets better and better on an annual basis. Are we where we need to be yet? No, because we still need a lot of support and a lot of people to come on board what we are doing. However, I would say that year on year it has gotten better. That's great. 
glad to know about that. I'm so happy to know that year on year is getting better, and of course, we're still getting better. But in your opinion, you know that this uh, amputee and people that have issues with Lyme and stuff like that, you know, most of the time they face the issues of uh, abused. How, how do you uh, try to cope or reduce the rate that treat this? Uh, people that have this issue of uh, Lyme issue, people you work with, how do you cope the way that treat they are being abused by by friends, general public, and stuff like that? Okay, let me use this one as a perfect example. Let's say, as a sickle cell, sickle cell patient, you understand? You know, the general conception about it is that uh, these people, they they can die easily, and these people at the age of so so so, they can die. You know, this kind of a con- this conception about the old the old thing about the old uh, sickle cell of the thing and connecting that to people with limb people suffering are uh, having this issue of limb how do you curb and how do you manage that how do you manage that is there any uh, formalities or any model you use in form uh, in, in curbing the way that they are being abused so um if i understand you correctly your question is around societal stigmatization yes, and acceptance of persons with disability sure. so um when it comes to societal stigmatization is on the high and uh, one of the things that we have done is to create awareness so we have a three-way model called educate encourage and empower and for us educate is creating awareness with uh the people in the society to make sure that they know about amputation and how to treat people with disability when they see one with the awareness we are creating and which pretty much for me is what a program like yours is creating because as many people as we listen to this podcast will get to become aware of amputation and how to handle or support somebody that's been amputated um, it begins to create a lot of awareness so what we do today is we have a program we call out on a limb walk which is basically to create awareness globally on amputation causes of amputation and how to deal with it and to showcase that ability or inability or disability is not inability uh so basically for us as we create a lot of awareness across our different across different mediums we believe that it will lead to a lot of awareness and reduce societal stigmatization to the barest minimum so we keep doing awareness programs um, in schools in religious centers across uh, social media to see how to bring to the notice of the public and the society um, the intricacies of limb loss and how to deal with it. Okay, perfect. That's quite interesting and great. I'm, I'm pretty sure that awareness is the key. Awareness is the key point there. So once people get to be aware of this, uh, about this and stuff like that, there will be a reduction and even if you can cover it all, there will be a reduction and of course, the cons- the uh, the misconception about these people with uh, the orientation the general public are definitely uh, modified and stuff like that. That's quite interesting. So we we've been speaking for the past twenty minutes now, and it has been amazing for me, and I'm sure you're enjoying the conversation as well. So we, before I let you go, uh, what what are your indices of success? You know, you said you you've been working, and uh, of course you're still working, and you're still working uh, with people. 
moving forward, you're still growing and stuff like that. What are your indices of success at the Ready Foundation? Um, for us, it's how many children that we're able to get to go back to school after amputation. And that's very cri- critical for us because if you remember one of the things that I told you is that no child should go without a limb. No child. So for us, it's in the number of limbs that we are able to provide for children. It's in the number of children that we are able to get to go back to school after limb loss. It's also in the um, reduction in stigmatization, um, the rate of reduction. So um, to see how to create awareness and how many people get to know about um, disability and how to deal with it. So those are the three biggest matrices for us, or indices, as you, you call it, yeah. uh, for the work that we do at the foundation. So uh, uh, for a very many listeners listening to you right now, from anywhere in the mm. world, how do you think they can come on board to help and support your organization? Um, we, we have, uh, um, first, we, we have like a three-way model. You can get involved with what we do at the foundation. You can be a volunteer. Um, and volunteer your time and your resources for the foundation and when you go to our website you will see how to um, you know to be a volunteer the second way you can also support the work that we're doing is in what we call refer a child refer a child is a campaign that we run for people to talk about or if in your community if you see a child that does not have a limb to let us know about it because we know that we don't have eyes everywhere so you can be our eyes wherever you are so as you see a, a child in the community that needs a limb you can refer that child to us at the foundation and thirdly uh, you can support us financially because we know that uh, the more funds we have the more limbs we are able to give to children so again if you go on our website uh, which is www.theiradefoundation, spelled as T-H-E-I-R-E-D-E-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N dot O-R-G. Uh, you will see different ways um, to support us. I also want to encourage you to go on our social media handles and see, uh, because from time to time we post the activities of the things that we're doing and now you can be a part of it quite interesting quite amazing thank you so much Christopher, for your time and for accepting to being a guest on this podcast and for sharing your story and what you do with a listener out there i'm so glad I'm thank you for having me thank you so very much god bless you thank you so much for staying tuned to the ngo podcast show i'm super excited that this episode what's your time to support the organization that was featured on this particular episode, the Iredi Foundation, kindly visit their website www.theiredifoundation.org, which is spelled as www.theiredifoundation.org. The Iredi Foundation. Org. You will definitely find necessary details to reach out to the organization. For advert placement and inquiries on or for this podcast, please feel free to send me an email, jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng, which is spelled as J-I-M-O-H at N-G-O-P-O. 
dcast.com.ng. Jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng. And I'll be glad to read from you. Hi, I'm going for today. I'm already meeting your dear friend, your brother, Jimo Oluwato Bishegon. You can simply call me JOS. Be rest assured of hearing from me again last Thursday of next month. Don't forget, you have a vital role to play in the human race. Government cannot do it all for you. Be ready to do yours. I will speak with you sometime soon, my friend. Till then, keep impacting lives. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.